Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hello and welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the podcast where we talk about musicals and everything that they can teach us. I'm Zane C. Weber and with me as always are Julie Eisentrager and Miranda Selwood. And today our super special guest is none other than the one and only Joel O'Brien. Joel O'Brien. Actor, singer, dancer, quadruple threat. Cabaret performer, comedian, try to be a comedian, stand-up comedian. Septuple threat. Septuple threat, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. And what musical did you want to talk about today? I want to talk about the musical Sweeney Todd. Doesn't everyone want to talk about Sweeney Todd? Um, Well, have you done it on the show before? We haven't. Oh, okay, good. We saved it just Just for me. Just for you. I guess I'm the first. So I'm I'm doing Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street at the moment. Now, do you have a special relationship with this show? It's my favourite Sondheim musical. So, yeah. Oh wow, God, you are jumping too. way ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking at my notes. We haven't so I'm done like, the quiz yet. We haven't even done the theme song yet. Is it a theme of song? Of course there's a theme oh song, Joel. Okay, all right, all right. Let's the theme get to know Joel a little better. Getting to know you. <laughs> all right. Now, now that Miranda's had, yep. had her little bit. Had a great time. What musical character would other people compare you to? Um, I was talking to people about this uh, a couple of days ago, just like, hey, what do you think I should play? And the first thing that comes to people's mind is um, Grease and being in it, but not like the T-Bird, but actually being like the, the nerd Eugene. Eugene. Which is like... I would love to play that role. Um, got to like the final round for one of the productions of touring of yeah, for Greece yeah. and got cut because I wasn't a good enough dancer. But I'm like, <laughs> um, excuse me, are you hashtag mainly a dancer? Hashtag professional dancer. Isn't that right, Miranda? Yes, it is true. Oh, he is gosh. a professional dancer. Uh, I'm never gonna live that down. Um, but also like looking at people, they ask me like, oh, you should probably do stuff like producers and be like be uh, Bloom and whatnot. Um, yeah, that's what they they perceive me to be, which is great. <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah. what musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Pretty much the same thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got, I've got like a good, a good judge of character for what the kind of, the kind so of person I am. So you don't want to be Danny? No, I don't. <laughs> I really want to be Sandy, actually. That'd be All great. Right. Uh, <laughs> I would watch. And, and you I, don't want to be Ula? Oh. 
I don't think I have the legs for Ula, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it's, it's I don't think you do legs. either, though. <laughs> Just saying. It's about who you are on the inside. I know, right? I've seen um, splits. And the They're quality of your blonde wig. Well, you saw it a couple of years ago. Can't get them anymore. Oh, darling. <laughs> Daily stretching. No, but literally, like, I, I, I go for the like, the best friend character, the comic relief, someone who doesn't act too seriously because I don't like acting really seriously, which mm. is what it is. It's the worst. I know. Uh, one of the characters that I saw um, recently <laughs> that I really would like to, to play would be um, there's a character called Michael in a musical called Be More Chill. Um, and he has a song called Michael in the Bathroom. And he's just basically having a panic attack whilst at a party because he's, um, his social buddy left him. And I'm like, yep, that's me to a T. <laughs> relatable. Such relatable. Well, it's good. It's, good. I mean, it's wonderful that you're self-realized. Yes. So you've mentioned a lot of roles that you would like to play, but what is your dream role? Ooh. Um, well, obviously I chose Sweeney Todd for a reason. I really enjoy and... Sympathize with Tobias a lot, so that's one of my dream roles Aww. I would love to play. Um, but going away from that musical, I do like um, the musical "I Love You Because." Um, the main character, Austin Bennett, <laughs> she loves Miranda loves it. Um, <laughs> I, I love that show. There's the sad thing about that show is that the cast recording that exists, mm-hmm. the guy who plays Austin, is um, mm, there are points where it's difficult to believe he is a straight man. <laughs> so, would that yeah, those points and be all of the show? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But the the concept of the show is a little odd, and in the sense that that character Austin gets a lot of the songs and the essentially the plot lines that mm. would normally go to the female of the couple. Yeah, so it's exacerbated by that. Yeah, but it's a modern, it's a it's a, it's a modern um, a modern day romantic uh, romantic love story where like yes. the roles are reversed. But the roles are reversed. Yeah. You know? and I think the way the recording that I think we're thinking about the same recording. He's very like you know neurotic in the way he's doing it, and I, yeah. that's why I love. It's to not do it as that well. of mine. It's it's literally the mm, and the. <laughs> it's just a little camp for me. Just too camp. Mm. The syllabants. The syllabants. Yeah. <laughs> But there's one of the roles that I would that I would love to play. Um, I'd also like to go back to um, you two would love this. I would love to go back to a musical. You know, I love you, perfect now change because that was the I did that back at uni um, for my third year musical, yeah. and that's where I really found my footing as a performer, um, as a funny person. This like I kind of realized, oh, this is the kind of performer that I am. Um, and I'd love to like um, go back and do um, just do do it as a, a forehander, as it you know usually as it is supposed to be. Um, I did it as a, like, we had we had a group of 28 people oh, to yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. So it was, that is a huge yeah. cast. It was double no, cast. So, like, we had, like, half the people do it one night, half the people do it the other night. And yeah. I would just love to do it where it's just like, oh, you have to learn the entire you script. Think the four people would be intense. Oh, yeah. But that's the that's challenge, though. Intensely how, terrifying. How we did it. Whew. When I directed it in 2011. 2011? Don't look at me. Yeah, floods. We got flooded. (laughs) 2011. That's the only show I ever remember. But, yeah, we did down to just the four casting and it is a roller coaster. A roller coaster of quick changes. We did did eight and I was like, I'm sleepy by the end of (laughs) act one. So I don't know how you did it with four. When there's just four of you, you have no time to be sleepy. (laughs) Weren't you like the priest in the end end of act one anyway? As in like... Do you swear? Do yeah. You swear? yeah, yeah. I wasn't the priest, priest. Yeah, but, but like, but I was two the, of them. I was the, the lady, lady priest. priest, the lady priest, clergy, the clergy well. woman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, how do you sleep after that? 
You don't. I'm saying I wanted to. <laughs> you wanted to. Okay, fair, fair enough. There's a bed there. <laughs> she could have used it. There is a bed there. <laughs> Very uncomfortable all right, bed. All right, all right. So, sorry, getting off track. We know we know what your favourite song time is, but what's your go-to shower song? Um, I really don't have one at this current point in time, but um, uh, my housemate that I live with, he... Do you, do you have, have complaining neighbours? Yes, we have complaining neighbours. Oh. Um, well, again, I live with like two other musical theatre people, so we're singing all the time. Um, also making like we do what musical theatre people do and just like kind of singing a bit off key because we're great professional <laughs> thingers. Um, <laughs> so we just sing pretty much anything and everything. But usually my go-to shower songs like stems from um, Queenie Was a Blonde, which was uh, uh, The Wild Party, yeah. um, which my other housemate loves to sing as well and it's gotten ingrained into my, um, into my psyche um, and it's... Not good. Um, <laughs> there's also the stuff from the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Um, there's, uh, which is really weird having um, Laura Michelle Kelly, I think, doing her, you know, yeah. um, her fantasy towards that. Those are kind of my, my songs that I go for. And usually what I sing in the shower is kind of the show that I'm doing at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a great place to try and get those lyrics down. Trying to get those lyrics down, yeah. trying to get like those technique down. And because then, you can't the have a book in the shower. No, that's right. <laughs> no. <laughs> I actually had. I actually had it where I was trying to learn a script and I had the, um, uh, the, we have like a, a shower curtain, had it open and then like, um, it's on like the bathroom counter and I'm just kind of like learning the stuff and I was going back and forth trying to learn the lyrics and it just got completely soaked. The, the script did, but we cleaned it. It's what happens. All right. So the controversial question has arrived. <laughs> you have to delete a musical from existence. What musical is it? Oh, it's such a hard decision. Lame is. <laughs> I look, kind of controversial because I know so many people love it, but with going to the um, going to my three-year um, musical theatre course, um, it's just been overdone for me, for me personally. <laughs> Everyone knows the lyrics to One Day More. I've had to sing it. I've had to sing it with you, Miranda, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. Um, singing with me is fun. It's always fun. I always have a yep. great time with Miranda. Mm, you can take Sounds sarcasm out of that. <laughs> I was trying not to be sarcastic. <laughs> I just hate that song. I just hate. I just. I hate the the concept of singing for three hours where there's no like. Oh, the the entire dance move is. Oh, we're walking up and walking back down. We're on the barricade now. And his shot. You I'm said. gonna put a tap number in there. You know that, right? Oh, please do. Yeah. I'm really excited mm, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I think. I think a lot of what Lemis suffers for is the fact that you can't really. Touch it, change it, interpret it in no. any different way. Like it is, it is the way well, that it is. You should be able to, but people don't. Well, yeah, because people expect a certain, yeah. like, a certain way for it to be. <laughs> but people do because people aren't very. But uh, there, as we learned pretty early on in in doing this podcast, there are a group of people that do not like. Lame is. Cool. That makes me one of them. Yay. Yay. I like it. Sorry, guys. And you're entitled like to it. your opinion. I'm impartial. It's I don't probably want, not in I my don't top want 10. to watch it. Put it that way. I'm very happy that I'm in it, but I don't want to watch <laughs> Lame is. I prefer Miss I Gone Over um, Lame Oh, God, no. Oh, why not? Like, that's controversial. That is controversial. I look, I just like it because I like helicopters. helicopters. Yes, helicopters. <laughs> Also, the engineer is a character. The engineer is a fun yes. character. Yeah. And also, just it's just fun. Oh, it tickled me. <laughs> I've never heard anyone describe Miss Saigon as a fun musical. Yeah, it's, yes, it's not a fun musical. It's just, <laughs> it's just really, like, fun. It's just fun. You know why I like death? 
Um, <laughs> but you don't like Les Mis. I'm so confused. <laughs> We're talking about Sweeney Todd. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, well, let's segue from, from that into a break and we'll come back and talk about the history of Sweeney Todd. <laughs> All right, Joel, so what can you tell us about Sweeney Todd? Oh, okay. Well, um, what can I tell you about Sweeney Todd? Well, firstly, <laughs> the original character Sweeney Todd um, dates back previous from the musical. Um, it originally um, had a story back in 1847, I do believe, um, when one of the little stories, uh, storybooks called Penny Dreadfuls. Um, and the story itself was called... Uh, a string of pearls where Sweeney Todd was the antagonist and it follows loosely the story of what the story we know now is. Um, but it minus uh, Mrs. Lovett, minus the judge, minus the, uh, the Beetle Bannerford, minus the whole uh, competition minus with most the, of it. Most of it. Minus the good it. stuff. Minus the good stuff. And that's <laughs> why they changed it. Um, then it got um, reiterated into a, a stage adaptation of that. Um, and then it um, continued along um, just doing different stage adaptations. And the most current one for plays, was, is, which is renamed as Swingy Todd, Demon Barbara Fleet Street. Um, this was done in 1973 um, where uh, Christopher Bond um, did it. And it very much follows the story. This is the, the story as we know it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And introduced Mrs. Lovett towards it. Um, do you want me to go more so on like... You can tell us whatever you want to know. That's pretty much uh, like now. Then Sondheim took the uh, took took it to a musical um, point of view, where obviously elevating you know the the emotion towards it. I sound very wanky whilst I'm saying this um, to elevate the heightened reality towards it. Um, yeah, it's kind of the tidbits that I found out <laughs> and I know through the brains of Wikipedia. Through the brains of Wikipedia. Through the brains of Wikipedia. Have you ever been in Sweeney Todd? No, I have not, and I really want to. <laughs> one hint, day, one hint. day. Hint, hint, hint. Someone pay me to be Tobias. <laughs> Look, really that's asking a fair bit, but I will say, <laughs> I will say, it was nominated for nine Tony Awards. It was in the yes. year that it it, it uh, premiered, and it won eight of them. Yes. Yep. So best musical. It did really well at drama desks too. Yeah, so equivalent. Drama Desk, it was nominated for, what's that, five, 13 and won nine. Oh, dang. Yeah. So best musical, book of a musical, score of a musical, performance by leading actor, performance by leading actress, direction of a musical, scenic design, costume design, and nominated for lighting but didn't win. Oh, so, my, my, my. Yeah, the big ones. I was thinking the lights really let that show down. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see it? No, it was too dark. Boom, boom, ching. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so oh. that particular year at the I Tonys. I can't believe you set that up so beautifully. Uh, that year at the Tonys, it was up against uh, the best little whorehouse in Texas. Oh, oh well, that's why it won then. They're Banger. playing our song. It won because it's really good, shush. Competition. Though. Yeah, continue. And Sorry. Ballroom. Oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, the only one I've ever, I, I have heard of their playing our song. I, I can't. Bring any tunes from it to mind, though. For ballroom, for they're playing a song. I have no oh, idea about ballroom at all. Yeah, those are like I only know Whorehouse and out of the four that you just mentioned. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, and then there was a really interesting restaging of this uh, with Patty Lapone, where they reduced the orchestra and they reduced the cast, and the cast all played the music, uh, multiple instruments throughout as they played. Uh, so mm. that was 
I guess that was the second revival. Yeah, the second. Yeah, yeah. Patty played a tuba. It was very good. Patty um, played actually, a tuba. That's a fun a tuba. sentence. <laughs> Patty played a tuba. Someone give me a tuba so I can play it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have that recording. Um, that's the one. That's the the version that I listen to the most. Oh, um, great! Yeah, yeah, I haven't got that recording. It's really good. Yeah. Um, it's on iTunes, but I bought it when I was like twelve and Aww. annoying. Um, <laughs> I'm more annoying now, but like, at least I own my behavior this time. True. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, we had the Johnny Depp movie based Mm. on the musical. And they made some controversial choices with the music there, but sometimes signed off on everything. So, you know. You see, he does. Like, I just, one of my favorite songs in the entire show was the Kiss Me Quartet, where it has like the both versions of it. And they got rid of it because it just shows like, the character development of like four characters at the same time, yeah, which is great. But I just I, I dislike the movie version out of the versions that I've watched. Yeah, yeah, and, and they cut the ballad. Oh, they did too. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't need it in that medium. They didn't. Uh, no. They I didn't. No, but that that is whenever anyone had, takes issue with what they did with the movie, that's what they that's what they bring up. So yeah, you know, uh, mm-hmm. great. Well, that's that's a taste of history of. Uh, Sweeney Todd, shall we take a break and come back talking about what actually happened? Yes. All right. So what happened in Sweeney Todd, Julie? There once was a woman named Nellie Lovett. <laughs> The show basically is about her and some other stuff happening. I don't think she is unsung. No, she's very oversung. (laughs) She's very quite there. She's the sung hero. (laughs) I honestly think uh, this show should be renamed Nellie Lovett. Nellie Lovett's pie shop. And the dude that comes in. And, and Sweeney's Sweeney Todd, the Todd. demon barber. So yeah, yeah. And have her name bigger and no, larger. Yes, exactly. It needs to be like un- really downplay him. It needs to be Nelly Lovett and that guy. <laughs> Nelly Lovett and the dude with the cutthroat. And the yeah. antagonist. <laughs> yeah. The musical. Yeah, great. <laughs> Any hoozles, this is a read and a half, my friends. We start with a prologue. Delightful. <laughs> is it? I don't know. The citizens of London, acting as a Greek chorus to raise commentary throughout the play, drop a body bag into a shallow grave. Sweeney Todd rises forth and introduces the play, set some months before the burial. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Act one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, In 1846, young sailor Anthony Hope and Sweeney Todd, whom Anthony has recently rescued at sea, ah, sweet, um, dock in London, where a half-crazed, not a full-crazed, just a half-crazed beggar woman sexually solicits them. Winky face. There's no winky face. It's quite direct. Winky eyes. That's called a blink. Um, Appearing to briefly recognise Todd. Todd tells Anthony of his troubled past as a naive barber when a crooked judge banished him in order to pursue his wife. Oh, my. Leaving Anthony, Todd enters a meat pie shop on Fleet Street where the owner, Mrs. Lovett. The should-be titular character. Wow. Good old Nelly. If there's not a day where you don't squeeze in the word titular, it's just not an MTMEIK episode, is it? 
<sighs> well, anyway, Mrs. Lovett laments about the scarcity of meat. <laughs> and how difficult cats are to catch. When Todd asks about her empty upstairs apartment, she reveals that its former tenant, Benjamin Baker, was transported out Barker. of England. Benjamin Barker. She can't read. Out <laughs> of England on false charges by Judge Turpin, who, along with his servant, Beetle. Beetle Bamford. Beetle Bamford. There we go. Then lured Barker's wife, Lucy, to the judge's home and did naughty things to her that she said she didn't want to happen. At a party, no less. Great times had by all. Todd's reaction reveals that he is himself Benjamin Barker. No way. Benjamin Barker. Promising to keep his secret, Lovett explains that Lucy poisoned herself and that their then infant daughter, Joanna, became ward of the judge. Todd swears revenge on the judge and Beetle, and Mrs. Lovett presents Todd with his old collection of sterling silver straight razors, which persuades Todd to take up his old profession. It will surprise no one that Miranda has actually played Sweeney Todd (laughs) in Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney Todd the Demon. (laughs) She was great. It was the first time I ever saw Miranda perform. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that until a couple of years later. Very ready to see Miranda as Sweeney Todd, though. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Elsewhere, Anthony noticed an exquisite blonde girl singing out of her window, as we all do. And the beggar woman tells him that her name is Joanna. Unaware that Joanna is his his friend Todd's daughter, Anthony is immediately enamoured and he pledges to return for her even when the judge and Beetle chase him away. Gross. Like, come on, what is with people in musicals just being like, look at that one. I'll take it. (laughs) She's also singing about birds at the time too. So she's just going... Singing to the bird. What a crazy mole. It's really weird. Anyway. (laughs) In the crowded London marketplace, a faux Italian barber, Adolfo Pirelli, and his simple-minded assistant, Tobias Rack, (laughs) pitch a dramatic cure-all for hair loss. (laughs) Pirelli's miracle elixir. I've lost the plot. This is amazing. Todd and Lovett soon arrive. Todd exposes the elixir as a sham, challenges Pirelli to a shaving competition and easily wins, inviting the impressed onlooking beetle to a free shave. Guys, I think something bad might happen. No, nothing no, bad. No, 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 no. This like, is a happy musical. Okay. Like, like Julie, musical's about falling in love. Not about Sequence death. and tap shoes. Sequence and tap shoes. <laughs> Sequence and tap shoes. Several days later, Judge Turpin. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, it's it. I don't. I know how to pronounce it, but it's self-harming himself. Okay, there Flagellate. Flagellate. Thank you. Okay, it sounds way dirtier than it is. I thought it was something else. Me too. <laughs> it's scripted that he does it naked, so Pwee, it is a, dirty. a bigger role than it has to be. Um, and how? Flagellates himself in a frenzy over a growing lust for Joanna. Oh my god, that sentence really. Anyway. Well, he knows it's wrong. But instead resolves to marry her himself. Weird. Anyway. Well, no, he's allowed to lust after her if he's married to her. Oh, right. Because then it's it's like, you know, notice by the church. Disgust. Yes. Todd impatiently continues to wait for for Beetle's arrival, but Mrs. Lovett attempts to calm him. When Anthony tells Todd of his plan to ask Joanna to elope with him, Todd, eager to reunite with his daughter, agrees uh, to sorry agrees to let them use his barbershop as a safe house. 
As Anthony leaves, Pirelli and Tobias enter and Mrs. Lovett takes Toby downstairs for a pie. Winky face? No. No. <sighs> Alone with Todd, winky face? <laughs> oh, she no. wishes. Pirelli reveals that he is actually an Irishman named Daniel O'Higgins, an assistant to Todd 15 years ago, who knows Todd's true identity. When Higgins attempts to blackmail his former employee, however, Todd... Employer. When O'Higgins attempts to blackmail his former employer, however, Todd injures and hides him, later slitting his throat. And there we go. First one down. so it begins. It's the Tim Tim whistle. (laughs) Meanwhile, that was an amazing sound in my ear. (laughs) Which one? Shall I do it again? No, thank you. Please continue. Meanwhile, Joanna and Anthony plan their elopement while Beetle while yeah while Beetle recommends Todd's services to the judge so that he can better win Joanna's affection. I will say it is the Beetle. Beetle is a is is a title. Oh, the bead. Anyway. At first, beads. <laughs> oh my beads! At first, picked upon, panicked upon learning of Pirelli's murder, Mrs. Lovett seizes his leftover coin purse and then discusses with Todd plans to dispose of the body. Suddenly, the judge enters. Todd quickly seats himself and lulls him into a relaxed conversation. Before Todd can kill the judge, however, Anthony re-enters to explain the specifics of his and Joanna's plans accidentally informing the judge who storms out and vows never to return. Which is a bit odd because he's like, would you ever just open a door and be like, I'm going to tell you my plan. Yeah. (laughs) If you're young and excited. Oh, no, you know what? They're probably going, Papa, I'm going to marry him. (laughs) Like as they do. Yes. Except I don't think she knows that she's his daughter at this point. No. No. Anyway. Todd drives Anthony away in a furious fit of madness, determining that he will kill all future customers. Wow. It's a good business plan. That's yes. um, a decision. Mm. It's a choice. <sighs> Since all people deserve to die. Yeah. Okay. The rich to, to be die. punished for their corruption and the poor to be relieved of their misery, Mrs. Lovett slightly suggests that they use the flesh of Todd's victims in her meat pies and Todd joyously agrees. Yeah, he he appreciates her practicality. Yep. <laughs> appreciates her practicality. You know what? I appreciate your practicality. Oh, thank you, Mr. Todd, but nothing else. <laughs> I need to serve my bloodlust. Oh, let's just talk about the pies. Yeah, sure, why not? Let's do a, let's do a seven-minute number about this. But it is, it is amazing. Like this, she just kind of, she's right in. It's like, yep, yes, you're killing them and I will be making some pies out of it. Thank you. Anything to please um, um, Sweeney. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's more the point, I think. It's all about unrequited love. Christ. (laughs) Well, that's the end of Act 1. Act 2. Several weeks later, Mrs. Lovett's pie shop has become a thriving business and Toby is now working there as a waiter. Todd and Mrs. Lovett acquire a a specially designed mechanical barber's chair that allows Todd to kill his clients and then send their bodies directly through a chute into the pie shop's basement bakehouse. Sorry, I can't stop thinking of a particular pie shop as I'm saying it and it's really putting me off pie. 
Like you just think of like Big Dad's pies or something. I'm no, I'm Yatla thinking of Yatla pies. <laughs> Yatla pies. <laughs> and I know they don't. Well, I don't know they don't do this. <laughs> well, is there we a barber shop on top of them? No. Well, then they probably be fine. don't do Not this. Not that yet. we know of. Exact thing. I mean, it is Yatla though, so you probably just shoot them instead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> da, 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 da. And guys, also. Please shout out note. to all our Yatla listeners. Shout out to Miranda Selwood who made us pie tonight for <laughs> dinner. What was in it? Um, a priest. <gasps> Not <Lentils>. loyal. <laughs> Steve. Anyway, um, mundanely sitting in his cust. Whoa, that's not a sentence. <laughs> slitting. Yep, not sitting. No. That's not the wrong sitting word. in his customers' throats. But that's also funny. Mundanely slitting his customers next. Todd despairs about ever seeing Joanna again, while Anthony discovers that Joanna is missing. Oh, having been locked away in an insane asylum by the judge. Yeah, you know that hysteria will get everyone one day. After a day of hard work, Mrs. Lovett envisions a seaside retirement, but Todd remains fixed on his revenge. Ugh. Anthony arrives to beg Todd to he- beg Todd for help to free Joanna, and Todd revitalized. Great. Devises a plan to rescue her by having Anthony pose as a wig maker intent on purchasing purchasing inmates' hair. Todd later sends a secret letter to notify the judge of Anthony's plot, hoping to lure the judge back to his shop. Sorry, I'm now also imagining like wigs made of inmates' hair. Titillating. Great times. That's how it happened, didn't yeah, it? No, yeah, I know. Great times had by all. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the um the people in the insane asylum. Yeah. In the pie shop, Todd expresses suspicions against Toby expresses <laughs> suspicions against Todd. Expresses Todd. suspicions against Todd. <laughs> I'm a real bad guy. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't kill people. <laughs> no, nah. no, <laughs> And his own desire to protect Mrs. Lovett. When he recognises Pirelli's coin purse in Mrs. Lovett's possession, she distracts him by showing him the bakehouse, instructing him uh, how to work the meat grinder and the oven before locking him down there. Ugh. Upstairs she encounters the beetle at her harmonium. Oh, delight. Requested by the neighbours to investigate the strange smoke emitted in the pie shop's chimney. Hmm. Strange. Mm, it's it's strange, strange, I tell you. It doesn't look like steam. Oh, London's a pretty polluted place. What yeah. can you do? <laughs> uh, Mrs Lovett stalls the beetle until Todd returns to offer the beetle his promise of a free shave. Mrs Lovett loudly plays her harmonium to cover the beetle's screams. Ugh. As Todd is killing him in the ba- uh, in the basement, Toby discovers human remains in a pie just as the beetle's fresh corpse comes tumbling through the chute. Mrs. Lovett then informs Todd that Toby has discovered their secret and they plan to kill him. Oh, poor Toby. No. The things you got to do, honestly. Killing small children or simple-minded people, yep. depending on oh. who's doing the show. Anthony arrives at the asylum to rescue Joanna but cannot bring himself to shoot Jonas Fogg. So Let's. he's the uh, the uh, this asylum um, owner. You're onto it, babes. Thanks. The deranged asylum owner. <laughs> look, it's in the next sentence. Oh, good. The deranged asylum <laughs> owner who tries to stop them. Joanna does so herself, grabbing the pistol. Ooh. Now the asylum's inmates pour out. Okay, that's a little sad. Like, she's been put in there by the judge. Whatever. That's the judge's problem. Then she shoots the guy that's like kind of just doing his job, even though he's crazy. No, he's a terrible he's person. He's a terrible person because he's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, like, 
in the show. Like, he's a terrible person. Yeah. She needs help. Anthony's guys. like, oh, my God, move out of the way. I don't want to shoot you. And he's like, go on, shoot me. And then Anthony's like, no, nah, I don't want to shoot you. And because it's Joanna, she's like, no, bang. <laughs> That's a, almost a direct quote. This is no, why I'm not a director. <laughs> Now the asylum's inmates, who in my head I'm picturing Arkham Asylum and it's way more fun. Now the asylum's inmates pour out into the streets. The Riddler's going this way. (laughs) You could definitely do Sweeney Todd as Batman characters with Sweeney as the Joker. (laughs) Mrs. Lovett as Harley Quinn. This is a great day had by all. The judge is Batman. The judge is Batman. (laughs) Oh my gosh! And like uh, the Beatles, Robin. Like oh. no, the Beatles, Alfred, Joanna's oh. Robin. Oh, Joanna's Robin. <laughs> and who's so Anthony? Oh, I don't know. Some other guy. Some other guy. <laughs> yeah, matter. you kind of out. Oh, um, um, Oracle. There you go. There you go. We're just nerding out here. Sorry, continue with the musical. <laughs> the asylum's pour out onto the street, aesthetically proclaiming the end of the world, while Todd and Mrs. Lovett hunt for Toby, and the beggar woman fears what has become of the Beatle. Anthony and a disguised Joanna arrive to find Todd's shop empty. Anthony leaves to seek a coach after he and Joanna reaffirm their love. Winky face? No. No. Left alone, Joanna hears the beggar woman. This show's about murder, (laughs) not sex. (laughs) You know what would spice this show up? A little sex, just like Do you want to hear the beggar woman enter? And so she hides. The beggar woman seems to recognize the room, but before she can make sense of it, the frantic Todd appears to greet the approaching beggar woman and lethally cuts her, sending her down the chute just a moment before the judge bursts in. No. I see the judge's robes, like I, I have him in robes in my head and they're flailing, like when Snape turns around in Harry Potter. Billowing, it's yeah. just yeah. Professor Snape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we went through this. <laughs> we did. <laughs> My bad. Todd assures the judge that Joanna is repentant and the judge asks for a quick splash of cologne. Winky face? No. <sighs> I mean, in his mind, it would be winky face. He would be like, married. can I please have a quick splash of cologne? Uh, yeah, but he's literally asking for cologne. <laughs> like literally. So he there's no. Yeah, yeah, but like because <laughs> he knows that Joanna's going back to the to, to yeah. the, um, to the yeah. barbershop. Oh, Winky face. But even Winky though, like, face. he put her into the into the asylum. Winky it's there. It's wrong, but it's there. <laughs> Once he has the judge in his chair, Todd soothes and then suddenly mocks, soothes, but then suddenly mocks him. The judge recognises him as Benjamin Barker just before Todd lashes. Benjamin Barker! Benjamin <laughs> Barker! <laughs> and sends him hurtling down the chute. The disguised Joanna finally stands, horrified from her hiding place, surprising Todd. Todd next decides to kill her too before Mrs. Lovett shrieks from behind from the bakehouse below, providing a distraction for Joanna to escape. If that's when, all it took. When he honestly. No, well, Joanna is disguised as a boy. Right. And, and when he kills her, he doesn't know who it is. Right. But all it takes to disguise or to distract him is Mrs. Lovett going, and he's like, oh, what? Sorry, did you call? Did you, did you holler at me, girl? Like, <laughs> did you holler at me, girl? Good to know. <laughs> said it. Oh, uh, bah, 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 Joanna to escape. Downstairs, Mrs. Lovett is struggling with the dying judge who claws at her. She then attempts to drag the beggar woman's body into the oven. Delish. Fresh beggar woman. 
But Todd arrives and sees the lifeless face clearly for the first time. The beggar woman is his wife, Lucy. Plot twist. <laughs> she was gonna. He was gonna kill her wife, his wife, and um, daughter all on the same night. Devo. Todd is in shock as Lovett confesses that she did not tell him the full story of Lucy because she loves him herself. Todd then feigns forgiveness dancing manically with Lovett until pushing her into the raging fires of the oven, burning her alive. Yep. Whoa! Full of despair, Todd embraces the dead Lucy and uh, Toby, driven completely insane, and with his hair now white from shock, because that happens, now babbling nursery rhymes to himself, picks up Todd's fallen razor and cuts Todd's throat. Hey, mm. look at him getting some. He got his come up in kahunis. Um, as Anthony, Joanna, and some constables break into the bakehouse, Todd falls dead and Toby drops the razor, heedless of the others while absentmindedly turning the meat grinder. That is G. Rose. You would make a great Toby. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I'm a little bit nutty. Yeah. <laughs> Epilogue. The citizens soon joined by the ghosts. <laughs> That's so stupid. By the ghosts of Todd, Mrs. Lovett and the others recite the Ballad of Sweeney Todd. The company exits with Todd and Mrs. Lovett being the last, with Todd exiting an abrupt slam of our door. <laughs> Could do without the epilogue, just saying. <laughs> I just love that you laughed at the whole, like, oh, the ghosts of Todd, oh, dead people. Dead people are funny. They, um, Some of the funniest. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. Hilarious. Have you watched The Muppets Christmas Carol? Unfortunately, no, not yet. What? I'm sorry, I don't watch a lot of Muppets. What's wrong uh, with you? Are you... Oh, we won't open okay, that. Okay, okay. We will not open that okay, can I'm of worms country, right now. I'm a country boy. We didn't get electricity until last week, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's a plot, guys. It's thick and it's juicy and that's it. Ew, Just there, like the there pie. There is a lot It's of it. a, a meaty plot. <laughs> okay, let's have a brief chat about the not brief amount of music in this show. <laughs> brief, um, yeah. Like all Sondheims, there is just music upon music upon music upon music and reprises of reprises and rearrangings of songs all the way through it. So I'm just going to so run many. through. I know that Miranda has feelings about it. I have feelings about it. Joel, I hope you have feelings about so it. So many feelings about it. So let's just. Oh, that's fine. Julie's also here. Julie is happy to be here. She said the plot. She's done her job. Well, Julie has told us that she's never actually seen the show. But it is my favourite Sondheim. All right. Well, it, Julie, if you have feelings, you can please stop me. Tell me what they are and we will pay honour to your. It's going to be a long night, guys. <laughs> it's a safe night. space, but we will bring you back if it's too much. The Ballad of Sweeney Todd. This is the chorus and then eventually Todd. Um, introducing the idea of the story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sets the tone as well. Absolutely. Like, it's like reminiscent of like a Greek tragedy where like, the chorus, like, this is the start of the show. Mm. Stuff is not going to go well. Near. You. And it starts not going well with no place like London, <laughs> where it's just uh, Todd hating on yeah. London. <laughs> Basically, exposition. They say yeah. like London like seven times. Yeah. So and this is where we are, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, where is it set? I don't know. 
Is, uh-huh. is it Edinburgh? <laughs> Very hard to fit Edinburgh into London. Yeah. And then you have good boy Anthony being like, and in the original like Broadway version, he's like, I am like a Ken Barbie doll. Um, <laughs> and then we also have uh, the beggar woman propositioning them. Yes. So they introduced that character. Yes. Uh, Barbara and his wife is Todd telling the story of how the judge split him up and transported him away yeah. so that he could go after his wife. Then we have the worst pies in London. This is Mrs. Lovett. Which is Mrs. Lovett. Introduction. So he walks into Mrs. Lovett's shop. She's like, oh. wait, what's your rush? What's your hurry? First, okay, it's a customer. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. In some versions, it in, does not Is include, it not all versions? Oh, a customer is not in. Oh. Wow. Well, like she's. Basically kneading the bread and like hitting things yeah. so in time a, with the music, which oh, is actually it's, it's actually scored, isn't it as well? Uh, yeah. I think it is. It's wait, what you do? You gave me such a. I thought you was a ghost. Like yeah, yeah. I can't a, do it because I can't read music properly. <laughs> I so can. The beats are in the music. Yeah, as the beats. action was in the music that I sung from. Yeah, yeah, because yes. it 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 said in there needs do smacks on yes. counter. Yep. Yeah, some of them are in there. Yeah, squashes cockroach, but also like. That is so reminiscent of well, so it portrays uh, Mrs. Lovett as a character because she's such a scatterbrain, and yeah. she's like, "Oh, I have one thought here. Oh, wait, there's a, there's a thing here. Oh, there's a bug here. Let's smash, smash, smash that. Oh, how are yep. you going? Let's do don't this. run away. Don't run away. Here, you're <laughs> the first customer I've seen. How is she so busy? But she hasn't had a customer for weeks. That's what I want to know. She's she, not busy. She's, yeah, but she wants to look make herself look busy because yep. she's professional. Yep, <laughs> she's a professional, she's a darling. Professional. <laughs> and, and so we are. We're five. Songs in and we get our first reprise. Uh, yes. Uh, Barbara and his wife uh, and poor Barbara thing. And his wife. Yeah. So basically Love It's just like, oh, this is what happened to Benjamin Barker's wife. From my perspective. From my perspective. Because yeah. she loved Benjamin Barker. Yes. She got raped and she died, but she didn't die. Mm. But I'm going to make you believe that she did die. Then we have My Friends, which is He gets the razors creepy. and he's like, oh, I'm yeah. going to get my revenge with these. I'm going to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Ballad yeah, of Sweeney Todd reprise one. Um counter melody in that for Mrs. Lovett, which is was always one of my favorite parts of the show to sing. Is it then he's her friend. Mm. Yeah, now oh, he's yeah. back. She's yeah. she's saying, I can oh, be your I friend too. Yeah. I'm I'm also here. Let's we'll just yeah, I'm included in this, this yeah. Yeah. little bit. Was Pay it, attention, please. I had a fondness for you, I did. And then he's just like yeah, yeah. completely and utterly absorbed by yeah. um, the razor yeah. because it's silver and it's amazing. Um, Green Finch and Linnet Bird, sung by Joanna. <sighs> it just, I love that she's like basically crying out for hell and she's both nice. like an ingenue. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm wishing, I'm wishing to be freed, and it's very romantic. But she's just like, like everyone else, completely Wacky. bonkers. Yeah, I was going to say something else, but I couldn't swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> And immediately after we get our Miss and Green Vintage and Linnet Bird. Yes. Reprise. Anthony being like, oh, there's a really nice, there's a fit bird over there. There's also a gal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that musically, the the way the two songs work together is is amazing. It's, yeah. yeah. the, The syncopation between the two parts is very difficult. Almost so difficult. <laughs> so difficult, but you can't hear that. Like when it's done well, you can't hear that. The the parts just flow into each other seamlessly. But yeah, real trying challenge to learn. To learn. It must yeah. be terrible. Yeah, Joanna by Anthony. So that's just 
that's just Anthony's time to say, I like a girl. I like a girl. Oh, and then the then the um the judges and Beetle was like, Oh, you yeah. can't have her because she's mine. And then the Beetle beats him up. And then he's Picks like, I out. want her. And then he's all broken. And it kind of go, it goes a, a bit like <laughs> sadistic and like, I'm going to have you if it's the last thing, which is very reminiscent of like very of the show. Mm. Gothic. Very horror, gothic. Yeah. Such gothic horror. And then we have the fun song, Pirelli's Miracle Elixir, <laughs> which is uh, Tobias, Todd, Mrs. Lovett, and the chorus. Introducing best boy, Tobias. Um, and faux Italian, and faux Italian Pirelli, Pirelli, yes. Which is the, the role I would like to play. Yes. Of course. I could see you as Pirelli. Everyone could see me as Pirelli. You should do it. Well, look. We've had this conversation. <laughs> like... If anyone listening, please put it on, hire us. <laughs> and then the contest, which is Pirelli and, and singing while Todd beats him. I literally um, thought you were going to say the contest, which will be between Miranda and Julie for Mrs. Lovett. <laughs> <laughs> um, tooth pulling scene, which is Pirelli again. This is all and kind of tied in together. Cut. These days. Often, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the second half of the first half of the contest is, is the, the shave. shave. The second the half is and the second half is the tooth pulling, and the tooth pulling is often cut from I wonder why. Like who do you want to see? Because like, it's unnecessary. Pulling? I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh then we have Ballad of Sweeney Todd reprise two. Let's bring in that, that's bring gonna in the keep chorus. That is gonna keep on happening. Oh yes. For people who don't know, you are you are watching Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barbara <laughs> Fleet Street. Uh, Joanna Mia Culpa. Now this is Judge Turpin singing about Joanna while yeah. he yeah. Whips, himself whips himself naked on stage. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a scene. <laughs> that happens. It that really kind of escalates the whole. It does. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's, it's so, yeah, I think it's necessary though because, like, let's just set the tone again and then. Especially after you've just come out of the contest and that whole thing that that seemed quite sort of lively and colourful and mm. to yeah. really just go, oh, no, wait, <laughs> we're not going to leave you there. We're going to bring you back here to yeah. the dark depths of the basement of the bottom of your mind. And, like, the strange thing is, is that he believes, like, he's doing the right thing because obviously he's, like, he's getting his penance towards that. Uh, mine's on airplane mode. I'm just being really mean to you, Randa, and I'm really, I love her fine, so much. I'm never casting you in anything ever again. That's fine. She'll cast me as a dancer and that's just as bad. Um, I already did that. I know. Um, no, what I was saying, um, Turpin, like, he thinks it's necessary to have him to do it and then has this lust he can't control over it, but then he's like, oh, in my brain, let's just marry her instead. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, that'll fix all these problems. I won't have to whip myself. Wait, whip myself. And like, what is she? She's not of age, is she? She's like. Six. Yeah, she's just come of age. Yeah, she's just come of age. Yeah. Like, because she would be. Cause she's 16. 16. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there is a coming of age in this. <laughs> in, 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 19, this in 1846. <laughs> uh, so, but then we go Mrs. Lovett singing Wait, basically calming Sweeney down, <laughs> saying, look. You'll get your revenge. We don't need to like go out and just kill everyone in the streets. Yeah. Let's Sweeney, just... no, Sweeney, yes, no, don't do it. <laughs> uh, then into Pirelli's death. Uh, we're not even through Act One yet, guys. Yep. <laughs> the Ballad of Sweeney Todd Three, which is a tenor trio, so it's uh, just three guys or three mm. citizens. Um, Kiss me, Joanna and Anthony, which is where they kind of formulate their plan and say, "Yes, okay, I guess we'll 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 get married." It's the best Ladies song. and their sensitivities, Beetle and Judge <laughs> Turpin. This is a creepy song. 
If you want to woo her, go get a shave. Yeah. Um, well, if you're gonna shave, women will flock to you. Yeah. Like it's like my it's like it's like the modern equivalent of like milkshakes. I didn't want to say yard. anything, but you smell pretty bad. Yeah. So <laughs> that's saying something. Yeah. Um. Then we have the Kiss Me Quartet, which is Joanna, Anthony, Beadle, and Judge Turpin, which is basically turning their love song into this creepy echo coming from the judge. Yeah. Well, the judge and, and the Beatles as well. Beatle, like yeah. it's what we were saying before in the previous songs where like um, with the, uh, the Joanna and Greenfitch, where they're just basically like syncopated rhythms and they're all telling their, their, their motives and um, yeah. whatnot. Yeah. It's all, all woven together. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I, I do feel sorry for um, the performers. Who have to? Yeah. Who, for Joanna and um, oh god, oh god, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Having to do, kiss me and that like just it's right hell for them. Yeah. This show but is also, awful for them. But also that it, it brings the best line of the entire show. It's just like, oh, did you leave the gate open? The gate. We don't have a gate. <laughs> the absurdity of that line. <laughs> I always loved um, the one about her reticule. Oh, yeah. She says <laughs> reticule like three Leave times. In and yeah. then he kisses her. Yeah. It's definitely just Kiss me. Just sometime nice. loving the word reticule. Yes. <laughs> it's a great word. Yeah. It was his word of the day challenge. My reticule. <laughs> so then we move on to Todd and Judge Turpin singing Pretty Women. Yes. Uh, basically Pretty Todd women. really reveling in the fact that he cause he's going to kill this guy at any given moment uh, before he's interrupted. And then we get Epiphany. And this is Todd's song where he's he just basically – Goes crazy. Everyone needs to die. Yeah, I'm the person who's going to kill them all. The rich are corrupt. The poor are miserable. I'm going to kill everyone. Let me more for like. Would yep. you think that's more for like, like him giving justice or him just being like, no, nah, I just don't like anybody. I I think it's both. Okay, <laughs> I think it's like if I'm willing to kill for any reason, then any reason will do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. He's. He, I think he convinces himself he's purging the world. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Of suffering. Of suffering. Because no no one's, you're either causing suffering or you're suffering, yeah. in which case death is better. Yeah. And this is because he can't get his own justice because obviously he's not killing Turpin. Yeah. Because- and, and he says there's a line in there yeah. about, um, you know, he'll... He'll practice on all of these people yeah. until, until he, he gets, gets the, the chance to, to get the judge. Yeah. And then because we can't end on such a dark note, we have a little priest. This is love it's a God. great number. It's, just, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's I don't a think great I ever got song. all the words in the right order, <laughs> but it was fun. No, I think you got it. When I saw it, you got it right. I, did I? Yeah, you did. You did. Congratulations. Congratulations. It definitely would have surprised Miranda as well. <laughs> as a first year uni student, when me, me loving this show, being like, she got it all right. Awesome. I love it. Great. <laughs> Good job, whoever your name is. And then I found out it was Miranda. It was me. Yeah. Such a then, And so that's the end of Act One. <gasps> <sighs> so let's start on Act Two. Another one kind of carrying the energy over from Act One. God, that's good. Which is business is good. Yep. yep. Let's make everyone eat people. Tobias and is a waiter. It's great. Really fast. <laughs> sing it really, <laughs> sing really fast. Over Just and so over fast. and over again. The, the few chorus numbers. So good. <sighs> this is the number I hated 
the most. Why'd you hate it the most? Because it was so difficult and <laughs> pointless and the choreo was bad. It was not pointless. I it found it pointless. It sets up the passage of time, the change of feel and fortune. Yep. Tobias gets to sing sure some more. The arrival is, of the new chair. Yep. It's very important. Very important. Very important. The chair is also going to be Sweeney's I mean, friend. My my <laughs> my experience in this show is very different to Miranda's. Of course, so, of course. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Joanna, the Joanna Quartet, which is Anthony Todd, the Beggar Woman, and Joanna. Uh, so this kind of gets us back into Passing the story. Time, yeah. yeah. Um, Joanna is now in an asylum. Insane, insane asylum. asylum. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It is a Sunday. <laughs> and then we move into excuse. what might be my favourite song, By the Sea. Okay. Really? No one likes no, it? No, I, I, I enjoy um, it. Let me think. No. Because it shows that, like, her, it shows Lovett's, like, obsession to be like, I don't want to be a working girl yeah. anymore. I want to, like, I want to live with you and I'm be, very, like, good with you. And, and the, the totally different places that Lovett and Todd are coming from <laughs> yeah. and how hard she's trying to yeah. make I it want work. normalcy. You kill people for a living. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, she, you know, we could have a guest house. And yeah. Yeah. You can kill people. You can, you can do the guesting. You know, if you like it, that's fine. <laughs> and then we get the first of several sequences in Act Two. So we have the wig maker sequence, which is Todd and Anthony, which goes into uh, the Ballad of Sweeney Todd reprise number four. So that's yeah. It's a fade in. Yeah, it's a fade in while they list off all the different ways you can say blonde. blonde. There's a lot. There's a lot of different blondes. Gonna break my girl out. That's the song. Yep. What? Gonna break my girl out <laughs> okay. of the asylum. Then we have The Letter, which is a quintet in Todd. Uh, and not while I'm around, Tobias and Mrs. Oh, Lovett. This is the, oh, my God. This is the other contender for favourite song. Like, oh, it was my favourite song because yeah. Toby sings it. I, I think for both Toby's and Mrs. Lovett's, it should be the favourite song. Yes. Right? Is that true, Mrs. Lovett? Um, it's a very poignant moment for their relationship um, because you – you see the de- real development of the m- mother-child um, between them. And by the end of the song, Mrs. Lovett's made the very regrettable decision. She knows she's got to kill him. Do yeah, yeah. It's also like it's like the the the, the mirroring of like, oh, this is what a, a mother-son relationship should be. And then like she's realizing this isn't real. Um, and like she's doing it to survive. Mm. Yeah. It's, Aww. it builds up a relationship and then breaks your heart yes. in the one song. Yeah. And that's what makes it so great. Like old people feeling things is Miss Love. It's not necessarily old, but she's definitely has that parental moment. Yeah. And it's funny. She it. has the parental moment that Todd never does about his own daughter. True. Yeah. It's only kind of about justice and revenge for him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then we go into the second sequence, which is uh, Parlor Songs, Sweet Polly Plunkett by the Beatle, oh, Tower of Bray, the Beatle, Mrs. Love and Tobias, <laughs> and Sweet Polly How Plunkett How many bells reprise. are there? I feel like you might have just not said any words just then. <laughs> like, granted, I also wasn't listening, but <laughs> I just heard a whole heap of words. <laughs> and this is basically just the Beatle invading her space and making her uncomfortable. 
while going about his investigation, kind of upping the tenseness of mm. what's happening on stage because it's about to all come to its climax. Raising the stakes, yeah. mm. I would say. Then we get mm. The Ballad of Sweeney Todd, reprise five oh. by uh, the chorus <laughs> and the lunatics. Oh, yeah, yeah. The lunatics. And then we have what is only called the final sequence. Final that- sequence. Yeah. I will, I will. City on Fire? Did we miss City on Fire? Uh, no, I will list no, what, what is in the final sequence. Okay. City on Fire, Searching, Our Miss Reprise, Beggar Woman's Lullaby, Pretty Woman Reprise, The Ballad of Sweeney Todd Reprise 6, and The Final Scene. That's This is like half the act. Yeah, it so does. Happens. It just rolls right through, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So there's just kind of like one big switching from one part of the stage to another yeah. and then we get the Ballad of Sweeney Todd reprise seven to end the show. Yes. Yeah. Where so, ghosts appear. It, there is a lot of singing in this this musical and like Into the Woods may have it's- the most words but I think Sweeney Todd has the most notes. <laughs> has the most reprises. Yeah, definitely the most reprises. It's almost sung through. Almost. Almost. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the music. So we got through that. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about uh, who's been in it. Yay. All right, Miranda, who has been in Sweeney Todd? Almost everybody. All right. So I I guess we'll just list off the people who haven't been in it, shall we? Uh, Yeah. All right. That might be quicker. No, we're going to talk about who was actually in it. But um, really briefly... Just going to mention one of the great things I love about this show is that the deep, dark leads that have personality and character are not a soprano and a tenor. <laughs> so this is this is a show that stars a bass baritone opposite a mezzo or an alto. Spoken like a true mezzo. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Um, with the tenor and soprano going to the romantic leads in the show who are yeah, they just sort of hang around and whine a lot uh, <laughs> as all good tenors and sopranos yes. do how dare you <laughs> yeah no you got a point mm. um but anyway so yeah let's talk about people oh my god right. this is gonna take forever does anyone want to time it just for funsies? You've yeah. got five All minutes. Right, cool. I don't have five minutes. This is going to take longer than that. Okay, so the original Broadway cast in 1979, this was directed by Hal Prince who would then take it on to various other um, productions including in London. That starred Len Carew and Angela Lansbury and they both won the both the Tony Awards and the Drama Desks for their performances in that original cast. And that Woo. was Angie Baby's like second musical? Second it was, her, it was her second Sondheim. 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 Yeah. Uh, uh, Len Carew was replaced by George Hearn for the national tour uh, which was recorded for the Entertainment Channel in 1982. So um George Hearn would continue to do the show many times. Um, Why wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Victor Garber, back to the original, sorry, Victor Garber played Anthony, Sarah Rice, Joanna. Ken Jennings won the drama desk for his portrayal of Toby and Merle Louise won a drama desk for The Beggar Woman, so they were both supporting role um, nominations. 
Original London cast, Dennis Quilly won the Laurence Olivier Award for his portrayal of Sweeney and he played opposite Sheila Hancock in the role of Mrs. Lovett. Uh, Not too many other big names in that. So we'll move on. First Broadway revival, 1989. The show is directed by Susan Shulman, whose name I recognise but I can't think why. Um, Not too many big names in that one. Uh, Bob Gunton and Beth Fowler played Sweeney and Mrs. Oh, Lovett. Beth Fowler from Orange is the New Black. Really? Okay. Fowler? Is it? <laughs> we'll find I out. know it is Beth Fowler. She plays the Beth. sister, the nun. You, yeah. Fowler. Oh, sweet. Oh, oh sweet. There we go. Uh, the first London revival in 1993 uh, was directed by Declan Donnellan and Donnellan. Uh, Sondheim praised his <laughs> Donalyn. Donalyn. It's just Donalyn. Calm down, everyone. Declan Donalyn. It looks longer than that. Uh, Sondheim praised him for the small chamber approach to the show, which was Sondheim's original vision for the piece. So he took it from the bigger than Ben Hur giant chorus. Uh, that Hal Prince had built up. Rotating set. And um, and reduced it all and made it smaller and more personal and scarier. That would make it scarier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sweeney Todd was played by Alan Armstrong, who won the Laurence Olivier Award for his performance, as did Julia McKenzie in the role of Mrs. Lovett. Um, Alan Armstrong, incidentally, was uh, replaced during that season by Dennis Quilly, who had done the original London. Mm. So he came back. There's a lot of that in the history of this show. Let's keep going. 1999, a reprise concert or reprise (laughs) concert. We talk about these fairly regularly. These are are short runs. They just do a week or, you know, a few or up to about 10 performances. Between three and 10. Um, And they tend to get like a really good LA cast. So these are movie people. Uh, Kelsey Grammer in the role of Sweeney Todd and Christine Baranski as Mrs. Lovett. Now, Kelsey Grammer, I can't picture as Sweeney. Christine Baranski, I can, I, can, as, I can see Christine Baranski. I yeah. can't see the other one. Uh, first New York Philharmonic concert production, 2000, uh, quickly followed by in 2001, the San Francisco Symphony concert version. So these were um, both semi-staged productions uh, and starred George Hearn back from the original tour and Patti Lapone as Mrs. Lovett. Neil Patrick Harris as Tobias. Um, Timothy Nolan played Judge Turpin and we'll come back to that in a minute. Audra McDonald did the New York season but not the um, San Francisco as Beggar Woman and was replaced by Victoria Clark for San Fran. Oh, my God. We're on page two, everybody. Wait, were we coming, were we coming back to Judge Turpin? Judge yes. Judge Turpin. Just oh. that name. Okay. Timothy Nolan. Timothy Nolan. Timothy Nolan, Judge Seven. Uh, so now we're in the 2000s. We're just in Revival City. All the revivals. Yeah. All the time. So there was a, a, what is termed the second London, second Broadway and the second US national tour cast. Um, the, all three were directed by John Doyle and this is the production that was notable for not having an orchestra. So the 10-person cast, which is 
the smallest cast mm. ever professionally produced, um, also played the entire score themselves on musical instruments that they carried on stage. I cannot imagine how that worked, I mean, but apparently let's just it's amazing. kill our cast, shall we? <laughs> amazing. Maybe playing a tuba. So John, <laughs> John Doyle did this in London in 2004 and then um, transferred it to Broadway and then took it on tour. Um, the original London of this version starred Paul Hegarty and Karen Mann, but they were replaced for the 2006 uh British Isles tour of that production by Jason Donovan and Harriet Thorpe. Okay. Just want to let you sit with that for a second. All right. Jason Donovan played Sweeney Todd in a 10-person cast where they played their own instrument. I don't like it. Can't be about it, really. Yeah, well, it happened, <laughs> it everybody. Did. It happened. <laughs> Uh, when they did it on the Broadway, Michael Severus and Patty Lapone played Sweeney and Love It, which um, is quite a famous pairing for that mm. that production. Um, Mark Jacoby played Turpin in that one, and that's all I got for that. Uh, some of them that cast continued on the tour, but most of the roles were were redone. That was followed by the film. Tim Burton won the uh, Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy for the film Interpretation. Uh, Johnny Depp got the Oscar and Golden Globe nomination but won neither <laughs> for Sweeney Todd. And, of mm-hmm. course, we mentioned Helen Bonham Carter played Nellie Lovett. Um, Alan Rickman, best judge Turpin ever in the world, in yep. my personal opinion. And Sasha Baron Cohen did a wonderful Adolfo Pirelli. I when mean, you, you also had um, Laura Michelle Kelly as well as Beggar Woman. As Beggar Woman, yes. And Timothy Spall mm. and Ed Saunders and Jane Wisner and Jamie Campbell Bauer. Bauer? Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It's Anthony Hope. Uh, the third London revival in 2012. <laughs> I know. I know. We're, getting, we're, we're getting there. We're on the third London revival in 2012 was directed by Jonathan Kent and reset in the 1930s. They also restored uh, the often cut Joanna. So this is the mayor culpa flagellation mm. that is often not in the show. Meh. I wonder why. It's <laughs> so important some for his character think Well, I think a lot of people firstly don't want to spend time developing the character of the judge because mm. you want to just hate him and move on. Yeah. Because that helps you connect with and like the others. Sweeney. Yeah. Um, that's one of the big troubles with this show is you've got to convince an audience that they need to. Kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the message that we need to give. That's the message. Uh, but that production starred Michael Ball as Sweeney and Imelda Staunton as Mrs. Lovett. I would and have liked played to have seen that. for a mm. long time. They both won the Laurence Olivier Awards for that production. Lucy May Barker played Joanna Barker, which I just find humorous because she has the same last name. <laughs> and if she has a pet dog. That dog's name is automatically Barker. Barker. Oh, my God. It's too easy. <gasps> but, like, would, would it take the same last name as well? Would it be Barker Barker? 
Oh, well, you wouldn't call it Barker. You'd call it Fido Barker. Fido Barker. Yeah. yeah love it. Please start. Right, good. Okay. The second New York Philharmonic concert <laughs> production, uh, followed by the National Opera production in uh, 2014 and 2015, starred Bryn Turfel as Sweeney and Emma Thompson as Mrs. Lovett. Um, these were concert versions. Again, they were semi-staged. Yeah. But this one was even less staged than the previous. Yeah. Well, on the, um, the, the, the 2014 version with the New York one, um, they actually started off so um, like we're singing this and then literally after... After the uh, the first song, they like flip the um, the piano over and like okay, now we're doing this and they're ripping their shirts off as yeah. well. And Emma Thompson in that is just brilliant, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a striking moment when that oh turns. Uh, that also had Philip Quast as Judge Turpin, which I I think is amazing. Just amazing. It had Audra as well. Audra McDonald played the beggar she woman came back for Stop. some time, and uh, she was. Uh, momentarily replaced by somebody with an unpronounceable name. And Christian <laughs> Ball played Pirelli, which I've seen it and I didn't – I mean, I must have known at the time. Yeah. But I didn't retain that information. <laughs> there was too much else happening. Uh, so here we are at the end of my page, everybody. The <laughs> fourth London revival, the Cammack production of Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Jeremy Seckham as Sweeney and uh, uh, Siobhan mm-hmm. McCarthy as Mrs. Lovett. That production transferred to um, from the Tooting Arts Club production of the show. So some people in this tiny little place in London opened the show in a pie shop, Harrington's Pie Shop in Tooting, London, which is the oldest pie shop, pie shop in mm. the Sounds world delicious. probably but in London. Um, they put this, this like tiny production in the shop and served pies at the same time and it was just out of this world amazing hit. So Cam Mack picked it up and said, let's do the same thing on on, no, on West End. On West, <laughs> on West End. We'll do the same thing on West End and I will build the – Harrington's pie shop in the theater for you to do the same thing. Here's some Mac money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Cam said, Hey, that worked well. Um, Let's go do that on the Broadway as well. On the Broadway. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. they, off Broadway? Their set was they they built the freaking pie shop. Pretty amazing. Mm. Um, Jeremy Seckham and Siobhan McCarthy moved like took that from West End to Broadway um to off Broadway sorry uh but then were replaced by Norm Lewis and Carolee Carmelo she sounds delicious mm. she does <laughs> that, that uh, version had Matt Doyle in it didn't he was playing Anthony wasn't he yes Matt That's, Doyle played Anthony yeah. and friend of the show Brad Oscar played Beetle Bamford Woo! Yeah, because that's – I would be very interested to see that because I always see Matt Doyle as like yeah. a well, – he's Spring Awakening. He's also in the, one of the productions of Bear as well. Is that, just like, is that the end? No. Nope. Really? We have what? a tiny couple of things oh, to say. Oh, sorry. God, what Just now? a tiny, tiny. 1987 Australian production. Um, oh, the, we, can't, we can't not mention Nancy the Hayes. The State Opera <laughs> of South Australia uh, produced the first professional Australian production in September of 1987, directed by Gail L. Edwards, as everything was – at the time, uh, featured Lyndon Ter- Teresini, 
as Todd and Nancy Hayes as Mrs. Lovett with Peter Cousins playing Anthony. Uh, the following month, MTC picked it up, but uh, it was a completely different production, new director. Um, Geraldine Turner played Mrs. Lovett for that one. Geraldine and Turner. then that toured Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. Uh, in 2015, there was a Victorian Opera Company production that did Melbourne Arts Centre for a short run and then toured New Zealand. And that starred Teddy Tahu Rhodes as Sweeney Todd mm. and Antoinette Halloran mm. as Mrs. Lovett. Mm. I don't and think I can see also. I don't think I can see the Tahu Rhodes mm. as Sweeney. Maybe I can't or I don't want to. I, One think, it's, of the two. I think it's the latter because I can, I can definitely see it. I don't is want that, to. <laughs> is that? No. No. Uh, oh, so why? that was all the things that we have talked about then, uh, the Broadway people's versions of the show. The show has also had a life in opera houses with opera companies and in Australia that's where we saw it. We saw it coming from the opera side of things but with this mix of opera personalities and uh, music theatre people. But just very briefly, I swear, uh, (laughs) one of the early opera productions uh, included Timothy Nolan in the title role and we saw him later in some of those concert versions. Believe you mean titular role. Yeah. You're too good Yeah. You're right, right, I did. Um, (laughs) As Judge Turpin says, what we mentioned before, um, Hal Prince also recreated the – a simplified version of the staging of the original for um, the New York City Opera in 1984, um, which did a few runs and was brought back in 86 and 2004. And in 2004 starred Elaine Page as Mrs. Lovett for New York City Opera. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm just going to, yes, yes, I've done that. Yes, yes, covered. Yes, I've done everything. Yes. Uh, One more thing. Director Lonnie Price directed a semi-stage concert version. This is the 2000 Lincoln Center New York concert with the New York Philharmonic starring George Hearn and Patti Lapone with Neil Patrick Harris. George Hearn actually came in as a last-minute substitute for Bryn Terfel who was supposed to do that run and didn't. And George was like, I've done it before, I'll do it again. Exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, good. I want to mention one person, and I'm surprised you didn't come up. In 2011, there was a production in Paris, and their Mrs. Lovett was Carolyn O'Connor. Oh, my God. And sometimes gone on record saying that that is his favourite Mrs. Lovett performance. Oh, my God. She's perfect for it. She's perfect for it. Uh, So congratulations, Carolyn O'Connor. Please come on the show. (laughs) (laughs) She's plugging Carolyn O'Connor. That's going to happen. So speaking of that, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk Dreamcast. All right, so I'm just going to put it out there. Carolyn O'Connor is my ideal Mrs. Lovett. You can't just say what Stephen Sondheim said and pretend it was your own you idea. You can't be like, yeah, Stephen, I'm as good as Stephen Sondheim. I, when I first heard of that production, it was, that's great casting. And then at the end of that production, <laughs> Sondheim came out and said, that's my favourite Mrs. Lovett. He also spoke very highly of Helena Bonham Carter in the movie. Well, see, he so, doesn't have exactly. great judgment. And I think that that's very different than what Carolyn O'Connor would give, so I don't know. <laughs> yes, I don't know what Sondheim's but thinking. But Zane, if Stephen Sondheim would jump off a cliff, would you follow suit? 
It depends what cliff. True. <laughs> <laughs> Instant And death. whether Carolina Connor is at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, all these are factors that you have to take into account. Look, I'm a fan of the original. I do love Andrew Lansbury as it. Like, I, I also listened to it when I was like 15 or however old I was. Um, and like, I love the look of her towards it, but maybe not necessarily her voice at the time. Mm. But like, I've got mm. her look, but like Patti LuPone's mannerisms and her voice because I've listened to the to the recording so many times. I have the uh, her version on it. That would be my perfect casting for that. Mm. For Mrs. Lovett. For Mrs. Lovett. I went someone a little different. Um, whose name I cannot say, so I'm so glad I picked her. Um, Kiala Settle? Settle? She is in Waitress. She is, um, oh, man, alive. Why do I do this to myself every damn week? She was also in The Greatest Showman as the bearded lady. Oh, she, she's the, um, the, the, the sassy girl. In yeah. The, yeah okay, cool. I put her as Mrs. Lovett because I think she would do a bang up job. Yeah, okay. Right. I understand it, yeah. I've only ever seen her in Greatest Showman, so. Have you not listened to Waitress? I've listened to Waitress, yeah. yes, but I haven't seen any production of Waitress. I'll send you the, like, wiki <laughs> <laughs> We're mean, not endorsing this. It's not like we're recording you or anything. <laughs> this is the problem. I was like, when I was going through these, like, who would be the dream cast? I could not find a Sweeney. Because I find that, like, he's not, like, yes, the show is about him, but, like, I don't care about him because he's, to me, he seems so, like, set on Also, he doesn't have, like, a big character. He is just kind of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. I found a Sweeney, um, but before Miranda also read down the list and I found out that he'd played the judge, um, Philip Quast as Sweeney. I just think, again, bang up. He could could definitely do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a delightful voice. As a judge, my pick, yeah. as always. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Hang on. Which old man is going to be this time? Wait for it. Miranda, do you want to guess which old man it's going to be? Yeah, the one from 30 Rock. Okay, John Not Lithgow. 30 Rock, the, the third, third Rock, Rock from, from the, sun. the Sun. Is it John Lithgow? It John isn't. Lithgow. He would make a good judge. No, he wouldn't. Um, But I, I was going to go Jeffrey Rush. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah. The other See, one. I was actually thinking him for the Beatle. Yeah, Jeffrey. Instead. Yeah, Jeffrey. Good old Jeff. He does um, do a good snivel. He does, yeah. I would like to see Alan Tudyk as the Beatle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I, also, Alan Tudyk would be a good Toby. No. No. Why? He's too funny. <laughs> He's too funny. You can't play the role. You can play serious when you. If he you, can't. <laughs> Have you seen any of his movies? Yeah, true. Pirelli, then. Maybe. Well, no, I want John Barrowman to play Pirelli. Yeah, that's yeah. a good, that's a good call. Um, but who, who did you want for Turpin again? Sorry? Jeffrey Rush. Oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush. You Jeffrey. Yeah, sorry. Rush. Now I'm with you. Uh, I'll see, I, see. Yeah, go. I, yeah, want, I want Rickman because, like, I thought he did a great job. Yeah, but you can't have him because he's good. Yeah, it was a dream mm. cast. Yeah. In our, in <laughs> our is dreams, okay in dreams. In our dreams, Alan Rickman is still no, alive. And in our hearts. Um, I, but just back to John Lithgow real quick. Yeah. Um, I recently watched, and I'm ashamed to say it, but it happened. Um, the the third, the third, the third rock from the sun. No, no, no. The um, the movie with the singing. This is a really Todd, good the Demon descriptor. Street, we've- <laughs> I know. With the acapella singing, 
So, oh, oh, Pitch, pitch perfect. perfect 3. Yeah, yeah, you should be ashamed. That's disgusting. Um, And John Lithgow sang in that and it was fucking awful. He also did the worst Australian accent anyone has ever committed oh, to film. Oh, is he meant to be... Okay, uh, all right. Can Rebel I ask Wilson's you two father. questions? Does Sweeney Todd sing or speak in an Australian accent? I hope not. That's he right. And production. does Sweeney Todd sing a cappella with a group of girls? <laughs> well, actually, like, like going back to that one, he was in Australia for fifteen years. Don't, don't you dare! <laughs> yep. Don't you dare! Yeah, you are you are triggering me, <laughs> and I am I am ending this segment, and we're coming back, and we're doing top five lists. Okay. Oh, someone has all the power. <laughs> All right, if this musical was on some top five lists, what top five lists would it be on? We've already previously put it on top five uh, shows featuring baked goods. <laughs> yeah, we Delicious. have. Top five we mentioned best it. pies in and a then musical. You can, well, yeah, you can really narrow that one down to top five pie-related musicals. So, yeah, Waitress, Waitress and, and Sweeney. Sweeney. I know. Now we just have to add three. What I'm sure there's like an American apple pie musical or something. American pie? No, it's not American <laughs> musical. pie musical. Is that- that Surely would be awful. Hang on, I'll Google it. But it would be really bad. <laughs> off, off, <laughs> off, Broadway. <laughs> uh, top five just number of reprises because it's hefty. Maybe. Seven. Like, I, no, well, it's seven of one song. Yeah. All up, it's 19. Oh, gosh. In the, in the, in the track list. Oh, no. So that's a lot of reprises. Sweeney and Rent. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, top five horror musicals. Sure, Ooh, top yeah. time Victorian Gothic Gothic mm-hmm. musicals as well. Top five. There are a lot more of those though, because yeah. Wildhorn may, mainly. Yeah, he's done all of them. <laughs> except except has a monopoly, but they're all yeah. notoriously flops. So yeah. it's... well, except Jekyll and Hyde. I... but troubled. Yeah, but bring that to Australia. Wait, what? <laughs> I would put it in top five Sondheim. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I where where it would it in. sit though? Uh, very close. Depends. Very close. What depends. would be number one? That's we'll do I a remember. Patreon episode uh, about it. I don't know. Maybe popular on time. Popular on time would be Into up the most popular. Woods. Yeah, into yeah. in the woods would be up there, and so would Sweeney Todd. Yeah, and then Company. Company. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about a little night music. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> gypsy. Actually, no. Gypsy would be up there. Oh, Gypsy. Stop. And something happened on the later forum. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, it'd be like a five, like number five. Yeah, well, I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't know what would be the most popular sometime, but definitely Into the Woods and Sweeney Todd yeah. one and two what a in whatever order. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other top five lists? Top five ways to um, to kill your neighbour. Like Top, <laughs> top five onstage murders. On stage yes, top, five murders. Yeah. Yeah. top five inventive uses for a barber's chair. <laughs> what, what are the other ones? I mean, she could list them, but. Top five sets Explicit. in a musical because, like that, that um, in the original Broadway, it was like a like a like a box, and then yeah. they obviously you know had like all these intricacies towards it. The, the top, a lot of interesting sets. Five for yeah. most revived musicals. <laughs> Would you like me to go through the cast list again? No, we have got twenty you. minutes. Sorry, because <laughs> <laughs> that's at least sixteen professional and revivals. That's, that's just London and London and Broadway. Broadway. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 definitely it's popular. It's been translated to a lot of languages too, so it's been seen in a lot of places. Mm. I'd like to hear this in a different language. I would put Love It Japanese? top five female <laughs> characters. So would yeah. I. Yeah. Because it touches um like 
She's very male, complex. Male female love relationships. Yeah. Um, mother son relationships and just single woman uh kind of dynamic as Working well. Where she's as well. dealing yeah. Yeah, for her own. Yeah, top five business owners. <laughs> <laughs> top five you know, growth plans for your business. <laughs> Success plans. Top five uses of meat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, th- yep. I think we're running That's... towards the end of the uh, the segment. So That's let's really stop. Good. We'll come back and we will talk about the lessons we've learned. All right. So what has Sweeney Todd taught us? That everyone deserves to die? <gasps> oh, don't trust a pie. <laughs> I always check under the lid. Well, I, I think it's taught us that uh, human pies are real tasty. Workplace yeah, health well, and safety regulations seem to like them. So, <laughs> no, I think that the um, the show teaches us like the dangers of obsession. So, like, obviously, uh, Sweeney Todd is obviously so hellbent on revenge of, you know, getting one up on on, on Turpin and that just divulges because he can't get it and he's just, like, trying to plan these things and it's just the obsession towards it and it's every single character has that. Yeah, so, I guess it's it, it kind of really focuses on the obsession of unrequited love. Yes. Because you've got the judge, you've got Mrs. Lovett yeah. and you've got Anthony. But also for yeah. Lovett as well, like, she... She doesn't want to be a businesswoman. She wants to be like I, what I see Love It as. She wants to like be taken care of, and yeah. she also doesn't want to work. And like the way she like she steals um, the coin purse from Pirelli, she's like, "Oh, this is nice. I like nice things because I'm a nice gal." Um, and then the way she she buys all these new like she wants to elevate her status and her obsession with that as well. She wants Alongside, to reach the middle class. Yeah, she wants to reach. Yeah. I think I might be identifying too much with Mrs. Lover right now. <laughs> we all have. We all go through that realisation at some point. Uh, <laughs> I think I might be that. Would yeah, I um, murder heaps? But also like um, taken from like Joanna, her obsession to escape as well with Greenfish and Lindabird. Like mm-hmm. she's thought about this so much. Um, that she won't stop banging on about it yeah, out of window. She's literally become a bird. But well, she it also means that she takes the first opportunity. She takes the first opportunity. She takes, yeah, as soon as she can. And then, like, Anthony, yes. It's more so a, a session, more so lust, which is, you know, um, I would say more lust than love at the start. And then having Turpin, um, having the... the Flagellation. The flagellation. Thank you. Oh, Sorry, I do that a movie that I realise we're doing a, an audio-based um, media media. Movie. I mean, you can flagellate yourself all you want, Stop. but no one's going to be able to hear it. It's disgusting. It's <laughs> yeah, the so dangers of that. Um, and also for Toby being like the, the wanting of like a motherly figure or a family and then realising that not everything is as, as cracked up to be and because he got into it too quick. we are also having coffee after this (laughs) so what else did we learn um i closed my list i learned that stagecraft saves lives (laughs) sure does saves all the lives uh, I, I guess we, we could also say that uh, being a barber is quite dangerous, <laughs> at least being a barber in, uh, in, in, in Britain during this particular period. Hey, guys, are you ready for a scary fact? Yes. I own a cutthroat. Me too. Because my f- Me three. my grandfather was a barber, but it's a real rusty one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. Good to know. Is that better or worse? I mean... It's probably more dangerous for the person trying to pry it open than it would be for anyone trying to. Come. I inherited one from my grandfather oh as my well. God, that's yeah. 
Oh, I got one from my mum. That's even weirder. No, she, she's a she's a hairdresser. It's fine. She's suggestive. <laughs> she's suggestive. Love you. Now, if your boss gives you lip. <laughs> uh, anything else? Um, I I think there's a lot to learn about you know the the state of the human existence and. It, if you delve into it too deep, it can be a very, very dark hole. Like the descent into madness as Like well. a descent into madness. I guess also the dangers of that kind of nihilism. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like if you decide that nothing matters, then anything, you can do anything. Yeah. yeah. Because nothing matters. So. And there's, it's a scary reality of the world that we live in today that that's happening regularly. Just, <laughs> just people being... People. People. I mean, you did the mind blown uh, gesture, but it just sounded like a gunshot. (laughs) Well, (laughs) take take your pick, see what you like. All right. Okay. Well, if there's no other lessons, we'll take a break. We'll come back and we will say goodbye. All right. Well, thanks, Joel, for coming and bringing us. Some more Sondheim to talk about. Oh, well, Thanks, thank you Joel. So much. I think this might be even our quickest Sondheim. Oh. It feels shorter. <laughs> it's, no it it's giving them a run Miranda for their money. <gasps> They're all ended up over, really? over one and a half hours. But we didn't but we didn't spend 45 minutes talking about music like I usually do. Because <laughs> this is why I you're not spent 25 music. minutes talking about cars. <laughs> <laughs> but like, now we know everyone who's ever been in, in ever. A, it's not my fault everybody's done it. It's true. It is a very big show. It's a very a lot good show attached. as well. And yeah. like it, it went faster because we're all friends and we're having, you know, chats together. You're delightful. And we oh, stopped thanks. and had pie. We, we did, did stop, stop and have, have pie. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> well, if you want to hear more of us, you can find us online at that's not kind of productions.com, uh, along with all of our other sister podcasts on there. And if you want to find us specifically, you can we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter. You can send us an email at musicals taught me podcast at gmail.com or if you want to be one of our illustrious patrons, yes. you can go to patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. Do it. Pledge us a dollar or two and you get some bonus episodes. Some um, special gifts. Special gifts and like some extra reviews. Naked photos of us. No. Nope. St- nope. I haven't posted nope. any of those. No? So I'll give you my pie recipe though. Okay. Ooh. We will yeah. post a pie Ooh. recipe. Woo. Oh, that's so, cute. <laughs> we'll put that up there. Uh, <laughs> so thanks to everyone who's already become a patron. But if you don't want to give us money, if you don't have any money to spare, you can just tell a friend about us. Get that them is, to listen that's in. That's helpful too. We all have that friend that loves musicals as much as we do, if not a little bit more. So tell them about us and so that you can spread the word that way. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher or Google Play and really any any podcatcher of your choice. Yeah. Except Spotify. For now. <sighs> but we will get Spotify, Spotify. one day. We will how, get them. How, how many times do we have to say Just it? Just tweet to Spotify. You have to tweet them. You have to yeah. tweet Spotify. Tweet them. It's too painful. Oh, Joel. <laughs> I'm Can tweeting you tweet now. them, please? <laughs> and if you are following us on iTunes, give us a rating and a review. That helps iTunes push us um, on our own on our own regard. So you don't have to do anything but give us five stars and a like, great show, guys, and that'll help. 
Great show, guys. Great show. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us, Joel. Well, thank you for having Joel. me. And thank you, Miranda. Thank you. It was my pleasure to be here with you on this day and take far too long to talk about. Oh, cars. stop you doing it again. <laughs> extending the runtime, extending the runtime. And the- thank you, Julie. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and I've been Zane C. Webber, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 <gasps>